Good evening, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for the uh, pr- and we're back to the Pretty Bubbles podcast. This is the second show we've done. Mm-hmm. We have just gone through a whole podcast episode. We've pretty much finished, and James didn't press record. I know. So. <laughs> you know, but why? Why was it? Do you think? What have I got we'll on the brain? Up with that. So, I am joined by Matt, James, Jamie, and we're joined by our guest today, Tom Willits. Uh, who has also been on the podcast before and the, and the YouTube channel before. We are now live, so we've decided to go live and talk all this again. Um, what can we say? <laughs> we just let's just... No let's, let's, yeah. For you guys that don't know, James, um, people know through the show that James, uh, James's wife was pregnant and James has now had his baby. Little girl, James, congratulations. Thank you very much. Cheers, uh, everyone. In the time that we've done the podcast, I could have gone and got a fucking shitload. <laughs> All of you have no. Congratulations uh, to you, Jane. I'd also like to say um, happy birthday to Ryan Archer from WH, uh, WHFTV. Um, his birthday day. He's also a friend of the podcast. He's been on. Uh, they've got a great channel over on YouTube. So please go like and subscribe their channel as well. So happy birthday to Ryan. Right, let's start again, shall we? Um, an hour <laughs> later. Um, we've already discussed Leeds for quite a length, but let's go again. Um, we'll go back to you, we Tom. Go again. Your thoughts on Leeds at home. Right, let's go for this again. Um, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was a good performance, good to, um, good to get back to winning ways um, after the loss to Man City last week so we can... Uh, stay up up to the uh the dizzy heights of fifth um going through the game the first 15 minutes we weren't great um lucky not to concede having had two goals disallowed but then from then on until half time i thought we dominated and were good good for our two goal lead um and then the second half despite leeds creating a lot they never threatened as much as I thought they would. I know Bamford had a lot of chances, but I never felt like we would lose the game once it got to 2-0. Mm. I, as as Daryl's disappeared, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step in and talk because that's the order we did it before. Um, as I said before, um, you could tell Bamford <laughs> knew I had him in my fantasy team. Um I do generally think if we'd not won that game, I don't think we could have had many complaints. We started really poorly. They could have been 1-0 up. They, let's be honest, the offside was given offside on the pitch, but it was really tight. Uh, second half, they they battered us all game. Uh, all second half, really. We didn't create much. But look, on the other hand, we could have been 3-0 up at half-time. Um, there's lots of positives to take again. Uh, some real strong performances from... Um, and I think the main thing for me is we played badly. The players knew it. The manager knew it. And we still won 2-0. Like, if you're playing badly and you're getting results, then you're doing something right. And this team's just growing every day. Like, right now, Europe feels realistic and like it's going to happen with every game that goes by. Mm. Like, we're five points ahead of Liverpool with a game in hand. That's crazy. Like, absolutely crazy. Hundred uh, percent. It's because we're massive. Well, we all know what I had the weirdest experience. I won't go fully into details again. Weird story again. 
No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, my, for those that don't know me, my wife was in labour oh, during no. the West Ham game. So I had the luxury of watching it and being like, yeah, go on, go on, go on, go on. Go on, go on, go on. But, um, yeah, I thought the first... You're better than me because I would not have been paying any attention to my missus. <laughs> like you never do anyway. Saw the uh, first half, second half went completely out of the window for me because obviously things progressed and the baby ended up coming. So I didn't see any of the second half really. But from what I did see, I, I thought Leeds were uh, well worthy of a point. Um, but we were professional once again and done the job when it mattered. Mig, your thoughts on it all, or have you already discussed as I as I popped out? No, you didn't miss anything too uh, too magical. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, it was a shaky start as we as we saw two. They put the ball in the net twice before we started even really playing. We just couldn't put a pass together in that first ten minutes. But then uh, obviously we got the penalty. Things settled down from there. Um, their def- I mean, we saw it in the first game against them as well. Their defending from set pieces is poor, um, and we they conceded the most goals um, from set pieces in the league this season. You can see why that what Lorente was doing for Dawson's goal. I haven't got a clue. He just completely left him unmarked. Um, yeah, second half they had their chances, but I never really felt like the. I didn't feel worried um, as though they were going to come back into it. Bamford had their best chance, um, even though he was offside. They were only down. You seem to think. I thought it was offside, mate. I still don't get why you thought that was offside. From live, live, I was like, it's got to be offside. And then I see that pitch, and I was like, oh. Live, I went, he's on. He's on. <laughs> I've got things going on, Jay, you know. Go on. I, I'll say that every go. Um, <laughs> um, like, I'll say my bit in a minute. I, I read something today um, that Bielsa thought that Leeds are a far superior team than us, or were better than us on the night. And I think that's what he thinks. Anyone agree with that? I thought they, they were not, played well, but are they superior to us? I listened to his uh, interview, actually. Nah. He Do you reckon that's lost said, in translation? Uh, it, I think it, he basically said they were better the second half. They were better for 15 minutes in the first half. They were just better for 30 minutes. But that 30 minutes, they were better. They scored two goals. He was basically suggesting that we deserved something from the game, which I don't think he's wrong about. I just think, as Tom said, it's been lost in translation. You know what articles are like, especially at the moment. They're, it's it's easier to publicise saying Bielsa thinks Leeds are better than... He also believed that our uh, Leeds deserved a draw against West Ham United in the game they lost 2-0. It's, it, that was the thing. Have PSG got a penalty? Yes, and they've scored. I've and just watched scored. it. They are 1-0 up. Mm. Game on. Um... I, 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 as I said oh, Sorry, on the, the original podcast, um, I, I pretty much agree with everything that was said. 15 minutes were really poor. Um, other than that, we played all right. Played all right. We were clinical. Um, got the two goals. Again, bad penalty by Jesse. Um, but I thought, again, he was he was fantastic. And he's a different, such a different class player for us right now. The way he drives with the ball, really, it just... He never mm. looks like he's going to lose the ball and he's got it. And he's always... Confidence. The first thing in his mind is to just drive, which is great because you've mm. got you've got a couple like that now. Ben Rama's the same. Ben Rama at times is disgusting. <laughs> no, uh, he's so... Yeah. One bit of skill on someone uh, where he drifted through the middle and I was like, stop it. Um, I can't wait for him to score his first goal because he'll, his confidence mm. will just go even higher than what it is now. Uh, and he was close a couple of times, a couple of good long shots. Um, I also think with him... 
there was a couple of times Fournell was obviously likes to drift inside. Um, and as he was breaking through, Fournell was made a run, but it was probably the wrong the wrong run just inside. And instead of cutting out where Bowen might cut out, it might just open up space a bit more. But th- that will come. Um, I was really impressed with him, and I'd love to see him play against United. Um, for, like from the start on you know summer. Players like Lingard, I think where he's come from a, a, a bigger club and, you know, a player at a higher level, it's, it, it's almost like they've got that, they've already got that confidence. Like, it, it's almost like if you're playing, uh, say for a Sunday league team, if you're a, a League One player in your division you, and you go and play a friendly against a team that's in Division 7 or something ridiculous in that sort of level you're automatically confident and you don't mind trying to take a risk and take a player on and he's got that oozes i know he's got the talent but i mean he's got that confidence just to just drive at players thing is people always say if you're playing with better players you're going to become a better player yourself um he trained he's been he was trained with good players all day every day at united um he had that year where he was different class for him he's been fantastic for england so you know how, how good of a player he is he just dropped confidence and he said how, how much he's enjoying his football at us right now, which is can only be a good thing for the club and him going forward. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I, I'm buzzing for him to be playing for us right now, and I, I really hope we, we sign him going forward. But I think a key thing has to go to Moyes, though. He couldn't have done this without any manager. It feels like he's come in and Moyes has really supported him, which has been the biggest thing to really yeah. help his cause. And they had, they had obviously, a, um, a relationship before him coming to West Ham as well because of the Moyes situation at United. So, mm. which is which is great. Um, another attack we want to move on to is Fornells. Um, and as we've said in previous episodes, that are not going to air. We've got the head we of the, talk about we've got, this incident. We've got the head of the Pablo Fornells fan club, uh, Mr. Tom Willits with us. Uh, Tom, what's your thoughts on Pablo's game? His, his form at the moment. Does he deserve to start most weeks? I think yes to all those questions. There, I think his form's been excellent um, for a couple of weeks now. I think, um, as I said in a previous podcast, he was harshly <laughs> harsh. It was harsh on him to be dropped, but the the addition of Lingard just gave us like a different dimension. Um, but I'm glad that he's managed. To, they've managed to, like find a place for Ling uh, for uh, for now. in in the side because I think he adds adds to the game both going forward and in defence um, I just can't believe he didn't score that vo- uh, the volley that been something else the question is if he'd scored that um, does that go down as the goal of the season because we've scored some weldies this season if it goes in off the bar like a Tony Yaboa it's got to be up there there <laughs> is always I, something I about it I think anything gets... will beat Lanzini just for the, the just for the moment the, everything yeah, for the, the moment, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, uh, but that would have been su- the technique, it would have been some goal, yeah, without a doubt. The, the one thing for me before now is, and he, he, he does so much defensively, and he's, his movement and his energy is fantastic. I just want him to contribute a little bit more going forward. Um, we, we, can, we can see he can do it, and he's done it at Spain under 23s and stuff like that, and he can do it, just a little bit more composure from him, a little bit more. Confidence. I think it's just that he doesn't stand out as much as someone like a, a Lingard or a no. Ben Rama, because he hasn't really got that little bit of real flair. But the work rate he puts in, he does the simple things pretty well most of the time. Um, and yeah, his work rate defensively is second to none for someone that plays in that position. Yeah. 
I understand why people don't uh, not don't like him. They're like they're not fans. Big fans doesn't, of him. doesn't do anything fans. for him. I also understand why people are big fans of him. I personally, I'm a, I'm a big fan, and I love love him playing. I love his comments before the game that he, he, he classes himself as a cockney, um, which is great. And we stand back as well. That's what we want of of players. I right? and we've said it for ten years now. When players come to us, they might not be that good. But if they give us 110% every time they go out on that pitch, we'll love them. And he's one of those players that three or four years down the line, West Ham fans will love West Ham fans will love him just for, just for what he get, just what he brings to us as a team. Um, and obviously the players love him as well, which is great. Um, we'll talk about Dawson. Otherwise, Jamie will start crying. Uh, <laughs> hey, like. hey can we also talk about the other king, the left back king, the king uh, of all the country? You can, you can have one or the other, Jay. Chris or no, Dawson. both. Both. <laughs> All right. Both um, are we right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go Dawson first. Another goal for King Craig. Um, the geezer, the geezer can't put anything wrong at the moment. Um, mm. Again, right now he's a bit of a cult hero. Uh, at the club. A, there was an article in the Athletic that apparently Gareth Southgate's debating him to go to the Euros, which I just think is nuts. I, I, yeah, I read that earlier, Jay. Okay. It was fifty to one last time I looked. On I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. it. He's got to be well in. He's, Why not in the picture? Him, Cresswell's got to be in the picture, and I, that pains me saying that. Don't like that. Really does pain me saying that. Um, but if you in the picture, apart from Luke, uh, apart from Shaw, yeah, what other left backs playing out of their skin right now? Yeah, well, Chilwell, uh, Chilwell goes because he's, he's he's popular. Saka probably goes because he can he can play left back. He can play more. He attacking. can play everywhere. Saka, can't yeah, he? exactly. And then you've got Cresswell, who's got again the, the the good thing with Cresswell is he's got that versatility of if they wanted to play back three, he could be the left side of a back three, and he can be a left back. I, I don't think he goes personally. Um, sure, Southgate's got to realise that we only win big competitions when there's three West Ham players in that squad. True. So if you got look at the... Rice. Lingard, Cresswell, and Dawson. If you look at the odds, it's likely to be Maguire, Trent, Stones, Chilwell, Short, Dyer, and Walker. And Saka's a midfielder. Dyer should be nowhere near that. It's because Dyer can do a job in a couple, but yeah, Dyer's not good enough. Terrible. (sighs) Yeah. When you've got people like Connor Cody and Michael Keane and Ben Godfrey who have all been pretty good this year. Esri Konza as well could even be in with a shout. Yeah, there's some good names there. Nuts. The nuts but, that Dyer's even looked at because he's horrendous. Unless you're going to give him a penalty late in a penalty shootout. His penalty was still terrible. Did he score? It weren't, it weren't a good penalty. Did he score? you wouldn't be saying it's a good penalty if that's saved. You'd be saying a lot more experience. If a penalty goes in, it's good. If it doesn't, it it's bad. Better than Jesse Lingard's pen on Monday night. Let's put it that way. It's true. <laughs> exactly. That's true. Exactly. Um, I, I say, as I can't see Craig going. I can't see Cresswell going. The one that is a certain is obviously Declan goes, and I think he's now uh, a pretty much a, a guaranteed starter for that England side going forward. Yeah, and as Calvin Phillips is his backup. We are going to carry um, the Pretty Bowls podcast on for an England pod series going through the Euros as well, which we have discussed. Um, mm. Does is Lingard getting closer and closer to this England squad? No, he's on the plane already. I, 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 I just want Jamie to get a tattoo. I really. My <laughs> honest opinion still is he needs an injury for him to get in that squad. He, he needs. Them? There's a the few there's, though, Jay. There's a few. There's yeah, two but, that are injured right now. If they don't come back firing, like Grealish goes, yeah. I don't know what. Grealish goes uh, if he's 
fit. Yeah, Matt, I think, Matt, all right. British and Matt are Foden's a certain. Yeah. Madison maybe, but even if Madison don't go, it's in a position we've got so much talent. I think he then maybe takes a left back and then he, he can play Saka. Well. I I think he's closer than what we think because again he's versatile. I also think the uh, he, he's probably got a chance, but I just think it's in a position where we have so much talent that I don't. Th- he needs a couple of injuries. I think I, he, I cannot think that he's a player John. that um, that Southgate can trust. But that's what exactly what yeah. I was going to say. He knows yeah. he can trust him from the last World Cup. That yeah. is the only mm. thing going. Well, not the only thing because mm. he's playing well, but that is massively working mm. in his favour. I tell you what, Joe, mm. your bum old squeaks if he's in that England squad. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he might do, but I also think we've looked at someone like Gareth Southgate before. He would much rather give a younger player a chance and build this team. Like he's not often kept older players who have come into form into the. And there goes James Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's be honest, Jesse Lingard's on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on from Jamie. My Wi-Fi got back in a minute. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 can I just jump in here as well? Um, I'm fine. I can hear you. Absolutely here. fine. Yeah, yeah, you're back now. While we're, while we're talking, I was fine the whole time. You weren't. While we're talking about England players um, and West Ham specifically, um, can we just once again point out that Calvin Phillips is not in Declan Rice's league? Agreed. No. That's not well, I thought he played well on Monday night, Calvin Phillips, but. Mm. He's he don't want to get a yellow card. That you've got booked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, where are I at? <laughs> Running around. Yes. Um, uh, he, he goes. He goes. He's in the England squad for me, uh, and he's a very good backup for uh, Declan. But he's he doesn't play ahead of Declan for me. And anyone that thinks that just doesn't watch no. football. Just doesn't watch. No. Or is elite. Let's be honest. The, the best England midfield is Declan Rice, Jordan Henderson. That is your pivot too. It has to be. Yeah. So right. I'm, Henderson gives. you... Is the question the rice could play it on his own? I think not against, against, against the lesser teams. Against yeah, the against lesser. lesser teams. Yeah. So there, there's a follow-on question. I was going off sort of the West Ham topic here. Um, well, we've already spoken enough but, about West Ham earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an hour and a half on West Ham. To be fair. Uh, <laughs> as, as as you pointed out there, Tom, you're playing against the lesser, lesser sides, and Declan's playing in that role on his own. What other midfielders do you play going forward? Does Mount slot in as a centre midfielder well, I think if if you're only playing one uh one holding player then that, that's what that's an opportunity where you can cram all of our good attacking players onto the pitch because we've got so many of them as we've already said um, Mount, Mount to... could I reckon Mount could in that situation Mount could sit next to Rice hmm. yeah I was talking to a few mates the other day about what England's front four would be and it's so hard to nail down because yeah. you've got Sterling, <laughs> Rashford, Sancho, um, like Foden, Madison, Grealish, Mount. Like, there's so many options there. And how often do we say this with England? I think Harry Kane and is the only one that's nailed on starter. Yeah, because he's your captain. But other than that, like, you've got so many choices, really? and it's really hard to narrow down who's going to be starting in that first game. Has Sterling gone down the pecking order a little bit? The last couple of months on form, obviously he goes and he goes, and we know he goes because of how good he can be. But does he drop below Rashford and maybe Sancho and maybe, maybe Grealish? I would uh, argue. I've been the biggest fan of um, what's his name, 
What, Such a big fan. Because <laughs> he said so many names after it. Rashford. I love Rashford. I think Rashford is arguably in the top three, four youngsters in the world. But I just think Sterling is... Old. I do. After Mbappe and Haaland and Sancho, I don't think there's another great youngster after that. I think they're the top four. Like, unless you can give me a name... I, I think they're the four best youngsters. Fair, Jay, I wasn't I'm prepared for the question. <laughs> so, James, James is over here going, who's Haaland? <laughs> 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 to be honest, I, know, I do know who he is, but I was he waiting for Haaland to be added up. Like, earlier on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if Four Nails would have scored that goal, like Tony Yabar would be annoying, mate. Any more players you want to sort of discuss from... Uh, we'll go back to West Ham, obviously. Any more players want to discuss from the game on Monday? No, I think we will. He's just been great. I'm just going to say that. And Daryl's got to admit he's been brilliant. Uh, as Russell, I said, the king of FPL. Yeah. yeah. Top scoring defender all... in FPL. Most most um, assists for a defender in the Premier League this season. Mm. Just all round absolute god and baller. And yeah. um, Daryl is going to be crying into his... Uh, into his beer in that first game when he's starting for England and he whips in a ball and Craig Cray gets on the end of it. Thing I've said tonight on Cresswell, but because it's not, it wasn't recorded. But I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I think this has been Cresswell's best season at the club. Uh, I know Jamie, you sort of disagree. Um, I think it's his best form. Uh, it's his best form in a long time anyway. I know mm. I was really uh, down on him last year, but look. When a team's playing with confidence and the defensive playing playing with confidence, everyone's playing better anyway. Um, and we we know we knew we were conceding goals for fun last year, and a lot of them were his fault. But he's playing lights out. As Tom said, FPL king, match ready stats out. He's he's he, no one starts ahead of him in that West Ham West Ham side right now. Um, mm. And they'll if they really want Masuaku back in that side, which I think Moyes will want, um, they'll just then slot him into a third uh, third centre half again. So he, he's, he's one of the first names on the team sheet along with Rice and Antonio and probably Dawson right now. You know that's a good question, actually. We didn't speak about it before. Um, when Mas- Masuaka comes back, how long do you take to put him in? No, uh, but it's the same again. He'll get some minutes um, off the bench and he's one that you can play as a left... Or, or a winger, winger almost. Silver. Yeah, in the in the... In the formation we play in at the moment, the four-two-three-one, you can play him as your furthest forward on the left. So he'll get minutes. It will be, it will be if he's back, say in three weeks' time, that we've got a tough game against. I can't think that we've got left near the end of the season. That he wants to go back into this three-five-two. That's when he'll play him because mm. he still doesn't really overly trust Fredericks. Really, is Johnson's been really, really good, but Masuaku's still over Johnson. Um, so yeah, it would just it would just have to play it by you, Masuaku. How, how, uh, how did he get on yesterday? Uh, yesterday, I didn't quite. Oh, yeah, it was Monday. He wasn't. He wasn't. You got to look at it when someone comes um, back from injury, or you look at it. Balboina got dropped from this team and done nothing wrong, but yeah. no one walks into this team at the moment. Like, there's no real player who just is there for the sake of like, oh, he's back from his fear. He has to start. So for me, I don't think he'll play, but only when the game suits him, yeah. as Daryl said. I would say, yeah, the only player that, that does is Fabianski. Fabianski yeah. and Rice and Suchek and... Yeah, I was just saying them two. The only two that would walk straight back in. 
the good mm. thing going for Johnson right now, as, as James mentioned him, is obviously Moyes rates him because he put him on when we needed a second defensive player out there against Rafinha, who I thought was their best player by an absolute mile. Oh, mm. He's he a good player. Class above any of their players. Um, and I know there's some big teams definitely after him going forward. Um, but he was very good. And Johnson, Johnson's going to stay around that first team for, for a long time, which is, which is good for him as well. Um, let's move on from the game. Um, Luka Fabianski signed a, um, a year's One contract year. extension. We discussed him at length on our uh, lost pod. Um, but we're all happy with that. We, we all said we're really happy with um, him signing it, signing the um, contract extension. Yes. Yeah. The thing I didn't get was reading Twitter. People are like, this means we're not signing a goal in. I'm like, I don't think it does. I think the ultimate thing is, if you don't have a first team goalkeeper, like a a first choice goalkeeper, like teams can instantly overprice it. Like a team can look at you and go, well, you don't have an obvious first choice. We're going to whack the price up. If you keep him there and sign some of this summer, it just, it means you're not desperate. The thing for me is, right, we've got two number one goalkeepers, right? Because I think Randolph could be a number one in the Premier League. He, he could easily go play for um, Sheffield United and he's better than um, that they've got in goal. He's, he's only Ramsdale. Wow. Um, I think like the confusing thing was he was a right at Bournemouth. Yeah, he could mm. definitely be a Premier League number one. Um, so he's he's only going to have a few years left in his career as well. He, he will want to leave this year if he's not number one goalkeeper, which he won't be ahead of um, Fabianski. As, as we said before, David Martin is pretty much guaranteed to leave. Um, so we will bring a goalkeeper in. I'm sure we'll bring a goalkeeper in. And as we said, we've got Nathan Trott sitting there in the wings waiting for a turn as well. So I think we'll be fine goalkeeper-wise. The big thing I want to talk about um, is, and I know this could... Look, Mark Noble has signed an, a, a one-year extension as well. He's also said that it will be his last year at the club no matter mm. what. Um, as a player, as a first-team player, he hasn't said he'll obviously leave the club. There could well be a coaching contract for him in the future, which I'd be at about 8% certain that if he retires, he will have some sort of contract at the club in a mm. coaching role. Um, look, I know we've got different thoughts on him, and especially Jamie, Jamie more than, I think, the rest of us. Mm. Um, I, it's gutting to know that he will be gone from our club in a year's time. He's been such a great servant. And that last game will will be sad. Um, as long as the fans, I do hope that we get a full stadium. I'm hoping life is back to normal, that the full fans can get in there because it will be interesting and sad to see him go. Because I think the thing I tweeted is never been his biggest fan, never have. But ultimately, in the whole time he's been at the club, I'd say arguably he's the one that's cared the most. And he still cares the most. That's hmm. the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, in, in the end of the day, he's obviously got He's definitely got some something special about him, like whether it's not always, not mm. necessarily the talent that he's gonna, you know, set the world on fire, but as a player, professional, because all the every manager we've had has picked him. Every manager, and he's been captain pretty much the whole time that we've it's, changed it's, managers since Scott Parker. And he's he's the passion, isn't he? Like he is. I mean, I know it's like it's cliche to say about it, but he's the kid that grew up round the corner from Upton Park, was a West Ham fan from a young age, dreamt of playing for the club, got there. Like he, he, he like captained his boyhood club at Wembley, and in a, and he played in an FA Cup final for them. And it, like that is like 
any of Everyone's us dream. so much to do that. Mm. Yes, James, you made a good point there. He's, since he made his debut, he's played under eight um, full-time managers at the club and every one of them's picked him pretty consistently in that side. Um, and still now, still up to last year, he was picked pretty consistently. And if it wasn't for Suchek coming in, he probably still would be picked pretty consistently. All right, we know, and we know, we, we watch him, he's not the same player that he was. His legs have gone, he's, he's not there anymore. But what a servant he's been for the club. Uh, I still think there's a role for him, though, in the without side. Doubt. Without a doubt. But the way, the, way, the way he's come on recently with like 15 minutes to go to close the games out, I think that's perfect. That's a perfect job yeah. for him. That's what he should be doing, yeah. He keeps, I think... he keeps the ball well enough when we've got it. He's, he's a keep ball merchant now. He goes sidewards. He doesn't panic. Yeah, he's um, the player you want on the pitch when, you're, when you've got quite a good lead. Like you've got a 2-0 lead with 10 minutes to go and you want to rest the player. Because you know he's, he's going you know to keep the ball. Yeah, he's just going to keep the ball. He's going to keep the head. He's going to keep make the, the the other players around him keep their heads, and yeah. and he's like, given yeah, he's I, given I, some unbelievable memories as well. Um, I, Leicester, I, I think Leicester away used to Leicester away. We won a lot of money because of him. So <laughs> that's, my, that's my highlight <laughs> of Mark Noble. <laughs> the volley was unbelievable. Um, throwing, uh, picking up Herrera. <laughs> um, right game. I think his first goal. I think is the best memory I've got for him. That first game against Tottenham, where we lost four three. Yeah, is actually not, the more that, thing that stands out for me in that game was him walking off the pitch crying. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I meant. That whole game, how he scored, you could tell how big that game because everyone said we were relegated. That's my biggest Mark Noble memory. Yeah. He's he's a great servant, and mm. you, you see a lot of players say stuff about him. He's the first one to welcome new players to the club. Um, he does a lot, a lot for a lot for that side. Mm. He does a lot for the community. Um, I read, I read in that statement that he spends a lot of time um, at Little Leaf and Chad Relief with with the um, youth sides and the academy sides, which is great for someone like him who's been at that club now for what, well, over, well over twenty years, right? Played all these Premier League games. He doesn't have to do that. But he still does it, and that's why he's loved at the club. Like, I heard, I heard Jamie was really jealous when he said how much time he was spending with the youngsters. <laughs> <laughs> the comments got you made everywhere. Isn't it? <laughs> On another note, his number still shouldn't be retired. I stick by that. No, I, know. I, I wouldn't. I'm not. I wouldn't, I'm not against now, it. I'm not for it. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not against it, and I'm not for it. But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't I just, argue if it got retired. I think it would dishonour a lot of other legends at the club if it happened. For me, it would dishonour Alvin Martin. It would dishonour Frank Lampard, Billy Bonds, Jeff Hurst, Trevor Brooking. Uh, Trevor Brooking. There's a lot of other players that if you do that, you could argue about them. I, I just think think... the one that should be uh, is Billy Bonds. Um, out of the names you've just named, Billy Bonds is a standout. Mm. All right, we love Trevor. We love Trevor and what he's done for the club and stuff like that. But Billy Bonds is a standout of those, of those names. And then, and then Noble. For me, I like how ours are just posthumous uh, of people that have passed away prematurely in their life. Yeah. I think if that's the nicest way to put it, it honours people who lost their lives early. I just. It's- no matter what, it won't be as bad as Birmingham retiring Jude Bellingham's number. Because he's not <laughs> I'm not for it. I'm not against it. But I, 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 I wouldn't mind either way. I would. Um, I would prefer the Mark Noble stand as yeah, one of that, the at the stadium rather than yeah. a, be tough a to find one, though, wouldn't it? 
Well, isn't there um, one called the Betway Stand? I don't think they can. I don't think they can do a stand because the only stand that isn't named after a, f- a player is contractually always the bet like the sponsor stand. So I don't think yeah. it can happen. What, what, about, the, uh, what about the old bridge outside that takes you near the club shop? That's probably the best thing they can do. Once once you um, read, right, say the contract comes to an end with Betway as main sponsor, you haven't got to name the stand after <laughs> the new sponsor. You can, I mean, yeah, but it'd be contractually, wouldn't it? Also, on Something... that point, on that point, are the Premier League looking at like um, getting rid of betting companies as mm. sponsors? Yeah, there's a couple of leagues that have done it already, aren't there? I think so... yeah, Spain, Spain, one of them maybe, um, but there's yeah. a couple of leagues that are looking at getting rid of them. Um, yeah, welcome, Matt, Excellent. for watching. Thank you and to Jack Waller, who's also messaged that um, he loves playing for some reason. I'll give you a tenner if you come in and punch your brother. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's right. He has me- he has mentored Rice this whole time as well, which is bang on. And obviously, uh, Rice is now a world-class player for West Ham. So, um, <laughs> world-class. The Here we go again. Be, the best thing for Noble will be is not naming Santa after him. It will be a statue of Mark Noble with the FA Cup when we win it next year. And no, he's like, Champions, no, Champions League. Dale, it's the Champions League. Champions <laughs> League, right, okay. Um, that'll be, um, it, it'll, it'll be, a, look, I'd, how good would it be for his last game at the club to be winning a trophy? Which, it won't happen. It won't happen. You know what? It'll be a career like saying, say, it would, like it saying, would how be... good would it be for me to shag Mila Kunis? It would be a career hype for him, though, if we did miraculously manage to actually qualify for the get that fourth spot. Like, mm. that would be an absolute... Did you see Danny Mills today? For him, one sec, Jay, for him, it would be better only qualifying for the Europa League because I think he'll get more game time in the Europa League next year in his last season than he would in the Champions League. Look at us debating about whether we want to be in the Europa League. (laughs) 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 We've we've been doing this like a year. Where we've turned in that time. We'll get in that conference one. Yeah, Danny Mills is an absolute joke. Like he was on Talksport earlier, moaning that teams like it would be ridiculous that the fourth team in England shouldn't go into Champions League. Like, how can you call it the Champions League if the fourth best team, basically saying teams like West Ham shouldn't be there? Yet he played for Leeds when they got to the semi-final, and people will forget about them. Like Leicester, the typical non-team, got to a quarter-final. It's it's just people having agendas against smaller clubs. And look, if I we've got take, into take anything it, him or someone like Gabby Bonlahor says with a pinch of salt on Talk Sport because they're just yeah. saying it to. Yeah, at the end of the day, like, you've got to look at it like, if, we, up the, if, we qualify, the if we qualify for this, like when we qualified last time and we got on the fair play, we didn't deserve to be in Europe. So we shouldn't really have been there. We didn't have a squad good enough to be there. That's why we didn't finish in them places. If we finish in the top six, say, this year, then we deserve to be there on merit. And the only reason we we didn't get higher is because the teams above us are, are literally just as good as us, if not that little bit better of us, they wouldn't be higher above us. So we can go into that European thing. And, you know, with our best 11, you think we're not going to play teams like City every week in, in Europe. We mm. can go out and beat these teams. I have confidence our strongest eleven can beat a lot of clubs. Oh, mate, if we get in the Champions League, we're going to play like Barcelona and PSG or what? <laughs> I can't wait. You know what? That's stuff I want to dream about. I'd, I'd love yeah. to see us go out. 
and see you go out there and just like and uh coot and shoe foul just go and destroy one of could you imagine cockney geezers walking around barcelona madrid munich i've already discussed i've already discussed with max uh my old man that if we did get a european tire we would go yeah, uh, even regardless, if we get of, regardless of the situation, yeah. With, uh, regardless of how much it costs. The other day, a dream of mine has always been to follow, do a West Ham away game in, in a, obviously, a European game away. Um, so I'll, I'll do my best definitely to get out to one of them, mm. for sure. Um, even if we was, it, even if it was a qualifier in, in like Ukraine or somewhere, I just, I think that would almost in a way be better. Yeah. 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 Like, I think that's. Obscure. I think that is it, isn't it? I think for us as a fan base, necessary because we know we ain't gonna get anywhere. Like in Europe, maybe we'll get a little bit further if we have a good run and no injuries. As long as Astro Gugu going turn up. Yeah, but if it's in the Champions League, if we, I just know it will just be a laugh. Like we'll be the underdogs massively, but we should just enjoy it. The fan base just want to go out there, have a laugh. And that's what it'll be, right? We would take one hell of a following away in Europe. Oh, could you imagine? If it was a group game or something like we would take one hell of a following. Um, mm. Yeah, imagine playing Prague with a Kufau and... And Max uh, has got a good point now. <laughs> Jamie's... Let's <laughs> 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 um, stick by my point. Right. I've got one question before for you all before we move on to United. Um Right now, from this position, where do we finish? Should finish, or where will we finish? Where do you believe we will finish? Seventh. Second. If we beat United on Sunday and then win our game in hand, there we go. Level one points. I love that. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Megan six. Enough. We're gonna still yeah, go on qualify, six, but I would say six or seventh is more realistic. Um, I'm going fifth. I think um, Chelsea ain't going to hold that, ain't going to lose now. Yeah, Chelsea are going to... Look, the, I think the... Man U, Man City and Chelsea finish above us. Leicester, maybe, but I, Tottenham could still go good. Everton have proved they're not a bad team. I think anyone from Leicester down to Liverpool is unpredictable. I don't think once you go below them, any of them are going to catch. Right. Look, Liverpool are obviously in absolute turmoil right now, and I hate them. But they could easily go and win their next ten games and the one, finish above. The one us. I really, really, really want to win um, is beating Arsenal. We should have beaten the last two times we played them. Mm. Uh, look, they've got some good players, and we'll obviously talk about these more uh, more in depth next week. Um, but I, t- I just want to beat them badly, um, mm. really bad. That's a weird kickoff time next week. It's three o'clock next Sunday. Yeah, uh, so it's, it's a very weird kickoff time because they've uh, got a Europa League, haven't they? Yes, um, but I'm surprised it's three o'clock. I thought I just made it a bit uh, one of the other times, four thirty or two. Yeah. Um, let's go to a little break. Uh, we'll come back and discuss United away. Can I just say, could you imagine Christian Daly's hair on Daryl? It'd be one hell of a sight. <laughs> it would look good, wouldn't it? To be fair, it would no. look like Christian Daly. <laughs> yeah, that would look, look fantastic. Um, right, we might as well start straight with one. And we're, let's go to Matt Stats. Matt Stats! Oh, Matt Stats! 
Yeah, we're ready for that one. <laughs> yeah, be, Baby Bray. Um, if, if I was on and ready in time. Um, I'm not going to bother with the full-on match stats this time because we played Man United about a month ago and I did the full match stats then for this game. So it seems a little bit pointless. Uh, but obviously the recent results, we had a nil-nil draw, um, which obviously we went out in extra time in the FA Cup. Um, and we lost 3-1 to them at home this season um, after the turnaround at half-time when they brought on the big guns. Um, if you want to go back and listen to the full match stats, go back and listen to the FA Cup preview pod um, where it will all be available. Add on a game, add in a draw. on in that uh, game. I believe that was one of the episodes just before match stats because didn't we have our... We did have the stab, but we probably didn't have the graphic. Didn't we have our first YouTube show, the one... After it was, yeah, the one immediately after that game, weren't it? Yeah, yeah, we so, would have it on our podcast. So go and listen to our podcast, yeah. and you'll be able to hear yes. that. Um, so we play United away at Old Trafford on Sunday night, 7 15 kickoff. And as we said earlier, which obviously people don't listen to because James forgot to press record, um, <laughs> we'll keep saying it. Um, I'm not, I'm really not a fan of that kickoff time. Um, I'm all footballed out by then, but um, for it to be us, which I think is the first time we've played that kickoff time this year. Just for bet my benefit, yeah. when is it? <laughs> uh, we've played it once. Um, was it Wolves game? Yeah, Wolves. Because it was during the NFL. It's during the NFL, so it had to be. But I'll probably watch the NFL. <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> you, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, right. Um, folks, Cam, let's go to you, Tom. Um, can we beat United away at Old Trafford? Uh, obviously, there's no Lingard because it is his parent club. Um, who takes his place and can we get a result? Um, I think we can get a result. Uh, I think I'd, I would, I would, I think we would be hoping for, a, well, not hoping for a draw, but I think we would be happy with a draw. Um, I think it's going to be, a, it will be difficult to go there and win. Um, although, Sides such as Sheffield United have been there and win, so we could be buoyed by that. Um, the other caveat is that they have well, this game is sandwiched in between their two games against AC Milan, so you don't know what sort of side they're going to put out. They they could pick up any knocks tomorrow. Just a quick question to that, Tom: Can they play that at home, or is it got to be away in a oh, different I don't country? Know. Right? I can uh, check. Other games because obviously Liverpool playing their home leg right now in Romania or Hungary. Uh, I think it's at Old Trafford, but I don't know. Um, um, it's trust it not to say on the bloody website. Uh, yes, it's at Old Trafford. It's at Old Trafford. That's a shame. It's not away. That is a shame. Um, but yeah, they, they, look, Milan. Milan's a massive game, and obviously they'll, they'll mm. go pretty full strength into that one. Milan are quite a good side now. We have to say, like, they're not a weak side. So another thing is- I will add is whenever we whenever we come up against um, a Man United, I don't know if this is like factual or not, but it always seems to be that we we play them right in the middle of their like difficult runs, and everyone gets a bit a uh, bit confident, like oh they're going to drop so and so and rest mm. whoever, and then when it comes to the game, it just never really pans out of that way, and we we never seem to like benefit from that. So I think we should just account for that Man United will be playing a strong side and they're, we, they're second in the league for a reason. Going on from your point now, um, and obviously after the uh, FA Cup uh, game, 
does Moyes go defensive again with maybe the three five two formation or three five one, whatever whatever he sort of plays? Or do I, we stay at them? I I think Moyes has learned from the United game in the cup and the Liverpool game that when we sat off and showed a lot of respect, it didn't really work. I know we, we ended up drawing the, the cup game, but mm. the, when we played City, it was like a different mindset. And we, we got at them from the, first, from the start and we seemed to play better that way. Can I just add why I think that was? I think that was because of Lingard. We had someone who was not... It weren't like we were just going long. We were getting the ball to Lingard who could carry the ball up the pitch instead of us just humping it. And like it was then just like, let's try and keep it. That's that why not- I think... I would start then. I was about to say I'd bring in Ben Johnson for Lingard and keep Ben Rama on that pitch and make him do that Lingard role. But I would also be debating Bowen because Bowen does give you defensive output. Yeah, Matt, what's your thoughts on it all going forward? It's uh, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Really, I'm not sure what the best way to go with it is. you could easily say, let's go with just someone like for like for Lingard. Like, pro- I'd probably go Bowen. Um, and then you've got that defensive work rate as well with it that he brings to the team. Um, but the temptation is to go to the back five. Um, the other option, again, that we've seen before is you could play Fredericks on the right, um, which we did against Villa, um, which was quite effective then. So... There's options. It'll be difficult to know exactly which one he's going to go with. But I think United have been a strange one, obviously, the last few weeks. They looked absolutely dreadful against Palace in midweek last week. Mm. But then they go and beat City. So it's you're hoping that the, the team that turned up against Palace turn up because they were the ones that looked creatively inept. And mm. it was when they were playing on the counter against City that they looked better. So... Um, yeah. I'd probably go four two three one. James, I think I would go with a a three uh, a three at the back because I think you got as much as I know that the defenders are playing well. I don't think we'll get away with what we got away with against Leeds against Man United, mm. and on another day we could have easily lost that game. So. I think having that three at the back would sort of make it harder for them, at least, to, you know, get get through us. You bring Johnson in, you played Cresswell uh, next to a Diop and Dawson and Schufel, and then, yeah, I know you're losing an attacking player, but did you say Lingard's, you can't play? Can't play, yeah. So, because of that, then... I know you've lost a player, but you have got like the options of Bowen and you've got your four now to work great. I, I think you start like that because the one thing that we all noticed and we all agreed on is when he changed formation to that five last time we played them, we saw an improvement. So maybe we start like that. And then if it doesn't work and we need to go for it, you know, and you want to go for it, maybe in the last 20 minutes, then you change to the four. Four, two, three, one, and then you see what happens. I don't know. It's it's a tough call, but my, my instinct would be to go with a five and make it make play hard to beat. How, how harsh does it sound if we're playing three centre halves and Ogbonna still doesn't start? <laughs> I was actually gonna I was actually gonna point this. I was actually gonna say this to you now as a question to all of you. If he goes three at the back 
uh, with a three-five-two, and goes and goes Kufel, Diop, Dawson, or Bonner Cresswell. Cresswell is your wing back, which he can give you obviously attacking. Maybe that would work. I, I would, would like that. People go with that. Mm. Yeah, I, I would go with that. that. And then you He's play. Is going to be fit? We don't know. Uh, obviously, go Rice and Zuchek. Then I personally play on ours Ben Rama Antonio. I think Ben Rama needs to play. There's no argument mm. I think for me. Like every time he plays, I, I feel like everyone else is just, like. There's a few fans that are not not really set on him yet but I feel like the majority seem to be why is this pl- why does he never ever start or why is he never stay it's just it- I I really like Bowen um and I think he's only going to get better confidence is a big thing for big thing for him right now and he's going to he's going to be a really good player for this club but United and Luke Shaw will not be scared of Bowen on Sunday night they will be scared of Ben Rama Ben Rama playing knowing what he can do they will be worried about him driving with that football. Take him out and play play Lanzini and Fornells or whatever. They're not going to be too scared because we've got no driving force going forward. Mm. I think that's it. Whereas like Lingard is that transitional player, isn't he, that gets the ball and runs with it and can run out of defender. That's why if you haven't got him, I think it's essential that you have Ben Rama. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Um, score predictions. Um James, as you've uh, you're, you're a new dad, let's go with you first. The I, logic there is I ridiculous. Think, I just <laughs> new dad, let's go. go I'm going to go with. I actually think we're going to get a draw. I think we're going to get. We're both going to score. Both teams to score one all. I reckon we're going to give them a fight. Who scores? I will go for Tommy Suchek to get his goal again. We said it last week. He's due one. He's, he's definitely due one. one. Uh, Tom, what you got? What you going for? Um, I'll go for a nil-one away win. Taking my score, taking my score, man. Uh, got a goal scorer for me? If you take my goal score as well, I'm not happy. For now, has to be. fan club. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mick, what are you going for? Um, I'm going to bring some pessimism to the argument and say it's going to be a 2 1 United, Man United win. Oh, damn. Sorry, Jamie. Um, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go one further and I'll say we'll take the lead um, through a Mikel Antonio goal. Annoyingly, you've literally taken. Like the 89th minute or something. You've taken everything I wanted. I wanted that. I think we lose 2-1 as well when I do think it's Antonio. I just think they're going to have more for us. And that's not a bad thing. They're a better team than probably we are. And they're, they're second, second in the league reason. for a reason. Mm. Max, is, Max, if you're still on, have you got a, um, a score prediction for us? Tom, um, go upstairs and ask him. He's probably going to be like 5 I'll give him a shout. Scores all five. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, knew yeah. I am going for 1-0. Um I just, we just in, it's just one of them seasons. That's what I think. <laughs> Max Willits, 0 3, Dawson Attrick, Jamie. Uh, I'm sorry. And I mean this, I will get a tattoo of King Dawson on any part of my body if he, scores a, if he scores a hat trick. 
Well, this time next year, you're going to have a tattoo of Dawson, Jesse Lingard. <laughs> no, because I'll have to get King Dawson anywhere on my body. <laughs> um, I'm going to go one nil West Ham. I just think the season we're having, we're, we've obviously lost them twice. I think we beat. I just, I just fancy it. Um, and I'm going to go Ben Rama. Um, I think, I think it's Ben Rama's day. Uh, he's going to nick one. He's going to become a a, a cub, a, a club hero, just like that. Um, I think that's all all from us today. Anything else you want to discuss before we leave, boys? Have we, have we definitely recorded this? Is this is this what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're live. Just think we're live. Um, we'll get this obviously out as a podcast as well. Um, please go and like our YouTube page and subscribe. Obviously, if you're watching live now, that's fantastic. And say subscribe. It, it just does for us. We want to obviously get bigger as we go. Um, we're all massive as West Ham. Yes, which is very massive. Um, we're at, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, which Matt runs our Twitter. Um, he's very um, busy. You're on, you're, you're on there pretty often. Uh, keep going. Like we do a bit of game stuff and obviously team sheets and stuff like that as well. Um, that's it, boys. Tom, thanks for joining us again. And it'd be great if you could join us again uh, very soon. There's no uh, way he scores a hat trick. <laughs> thanks, thanks, for, thanks for having me. If, uh, thank you for joining us for two podcasts tonight. Like, it's been great. <laughs> I managed, managed to sort my Wi-Fi out for the second one, so it's yeah, been a bit better. I know you didn't be joining us. You know, oh, yeah, you've been flawing us for the second one. Yeah. That was um, the plan all along. I sabotaged you, Tom. Yeah, cheers, cheers, Shane. If 4-0 scores, scores the winner on Sunday, mate, we'll have you back next week. Ready for Arsenal. Can't um, change a winning pod. That's nah. it. Um, well, I got, I got the correct score the last time I was on, so... You did. Yeah. That is correct. So, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Max, thanks for joining us as well. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for joining. Um, hopefully, very soon, we'll get you on as well, and we'll just set you and Jamie up together, and we'll all go mute for a little while. Why? Because he's just going to be like, Declan Rice is world class, Declan Rice is world class, and I'll be like, Sebastian had a play with him. We'll literally said he's out. It'll be like watching me and James in the olden days. Uh, <laughs> and on that note, Declan Rice is still not world class. Yet. That is it from us. It just uh, is, though. Um, so congratulations to you James as I said happy birthday to Ryan as well uh, we'll be back um, we'll be back next week um, hopefully after a winner win at Old Trafford so that is up that is it from us last thing to say come your irons come your irons come your irons come your irons